1: Coming up on the program, the guys discuss how the pandemic has changed uh, our sex lives, the perception of busty women as more promiscuous. I want to share some research about that and see how the guys feel about that. And as the ladies discuss sexual FOMO, so will the guys, if we have time, and whatever else comes up. But first...
2: Let's take a look at the inbox. Make a connection anytime at 514 800
1: so, you know, you can always send me your emails to lori at drlaurie.com. Uh, here's one. Dr. Lori. why would a man spit in the vagina while having oral sex in the vagina? So this is from a, a female. So let's talk about saliva. First of all, I have no idea why somebody would go and spit in, into a vagina. That's weird. Uh, but saliva... Uh, gets in there and in fact a lot of men will use and women will use saliva as a um, a lubricant so apparently saliva acts differently it, than uh, in in the vagina okay saliva contains digestive enzymes that break down food when these are introduced into the vagina it can apparently upset the the vaginal, you know the the levels, the microbiomes, et cetera, and actually might make people um, more susceptible to yeast infections or bacterial vaginosis. So, um, from according to gynecologists using saliva as lube provides a perfect storm to alter the vaginal ecosystem enough to trigger uh, either a bacterial vaginosis or a yeast infection so that's really the bottom line when it comes to um to saliva they've also found that um so there were there has been research on this and and it's not like People don't do this. Like, according to one research, they were saying like 99% of people have probably use spit as a lube with a partner at some point, but it is not the best or safest uh, choice. So just keep that in mind. Another study found that oral sex performed on a woman tripled her risk of recurring yeast infections. And that included, that's the same with masturbation with saliva, both by women and by their sex partners. This doubled the women's risk of recurring uh, yeast infections. So um, just remember that, that, that saliva or a lot of saliva can have an effect, especially going on the inside. So to answer your question, like, I don't know why anyone would, like spit in the, in what we understand what spitting is. I get that saliva is used if you're performing oral sex. Yeah, there's going to be saliva, but spitting is an action. <laughs> That's a different action in my books, right? So if anybody else has any, uh, any thoughts on that, please, uh, you know, feel free to, uh, to comment or let me know. um, Okay. Hello, Dr. Lori. Like most single women today, I have given up on dating sites and use them to just fill up some free time and talk to people. I find it very interesting when I tell men I am not interested in dating or meeting how honest they suddenly become. Married men opening up with issues about their marriage or single guys who are really looking for someone but have a shopping list of criteria that few can possibly meet. Sometimes I even get messaged by women who have the most interesting perspectives. I always refer to troubled men to message you and recommend listening to passion. Well, thank you. I have been meeting men the old-fashioned way during lunch outside at a park and just start talking. And even on weekends on a bike ride, I have ran into people at rest places. So a lot of people clearly are, you know, not so interested in, uh, uh, the online stuff and they get uh, discouraged especially if you've had a few such experiences it can be quite discouraging to to go online a lot of people take breaks they take breaks they go back on they take breaks the reality is there have been, many success stories of people who have met online. So I don't want to take that away. Um, it's not everybody who's dishonest. It's not everybody who's leading a double life. It's not everybody who's lying uh, about uh, their situation. Uh, and it's not everybody who's pretending they want something when they really want something else. So let, let's let just be clear and not take a few experiences and generalize to all men who use, who, who are found on, uh, on these dating apps. Okay. Here's another, uh, <laughs> a penis question. Hourglass penis. What do you know about it? How can I fix the issue? And in brackets, it says injections question mark. So an hourglass penis. If you're looking at what an hourglass looks like, think about this for a minute, but it's describing a, a penis that has a sort of a, uh, let's call it a, a waist. So it goes, it cinches in the middle and it gets bigger at the top and it's bigger below that. So that may be a sign, uh, of what we call Peyronie's disease, especially if it's causing you to have difficulties with erections that is caused by plaque in the tissues, which, which prevents certain areas not to be filled with blood. If you want to fix this or to discuss at least treatment options, yes, you need to see a specialist. You need to see a urologist. They could, uh, there are injections that can be used. There's surgery to remove the plaque. There's also the insertion of uh, penile prostheses, which is also um a possibility. But having said that, if you're not having any issues with erections, your erections are fine, it's not causing you pain, if you just don't like the look of it, um it's not really something to worry about, you know. Penises are all different. Also, some have a little curve to it. We talked about that last night quite a bit. I had a few questions about that, um, but the only thing, like it, it's again, if there's no if if there's no um, consequence to it, then let it be. Uh, otherwise go see a doctor and see if there's anything that, uh, at least let them assess the situation and see if it's, if it's related to plaque in the, in the penis or what, and then they'll give you the, the possible, um, treatment options. and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak. You're listening to Passion, CJD 800. It's the boys' club tonight. Uh, It's always great to get a guy's perspective, uh, like we get the female perspective on different topics, and some of them are crossover topics that the women have addressed as well. But tonight we're going to talk about how um, the pandemic has changed Our sex life, if it has, maybe not, Uh, maybe for the best, better, maybe for the worst. We can talk about that. Joining me tonight, we have Casa Tsikiris, who is a restaurateur, the owner of Otavio's in in Saint Laurent. He's in his mid 40s. He's married. He has two teenage daughters. Lucky guy. Trouble, trouble. (laughs) Erwin Lamberski, who's a businessman. He's in the aeronautics field. He's the proud father of six and grandpa of three uh welcome guys to the program so good to see you guys nice to to be be here (laughs) (laughs) wonderful um all right and well i get to see you because you're on zoom although casa you're gonna have to mute yourself uh there so we don't get feedback there but uh, i get to see you at least even though we're not in studio so um that's also good so i'm happy about that how have you guys been
2: we've been good we've been busy uh uh it has been a little bit hectic with 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 covid but This was the first week I went back to my own office. I've been working from home for the last five months. Okay. So it's uh, nice to be out a little bit.
1: Yes, I and I know it's nice for your wife for you to be out a little bit. <laughs> um,
2: it's a bit of a mutual thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, sure, sure. I know your wife. <laughs> she told us.
2: I'm <laughs> um, sure she did. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about how these, uh, how COVID has this whole pandemic has changed our sex lives. Like, I just want to point out for for people listening to that. Um, and and everybody can relate to this because it's either for some people it stayed the same, for others it went down, and for some it actually got better. So for many people, sexual desire is actually... Down, um, and you can imagine why others seem to be hornier. In other words, they've got more leisure time than usual. So, uh, couples have had a, a chance to slow down and connect physically, uh, not just the intercourse part, but also just to connect together. And we're also watching more porn So the, the numbers, like the statistics are showing porn is on the rise, like way more people are watching porn. Uh, People are exploring uh, masturbation and self-pleasuring more. Uh, We're also dealing with mental health, health issues that affect our uh, sex lives for sure, right? So a lot of people are experiencing anxiety, depression, things like that can certainly tank uh, our desire, some people are using this as an opportunity to expand their sexual horizons. They're getting a little uh, a little kinkier, and uh, and of course some people are just having more virtual sex. So where are you guys positioned, <laughs> Costa? You want to go first? Sure. <laughs> you you who had his restaurant closed for months, right? Well,
0: what was it? Three months closed.
1: Yeah. So you had a lot yeah, so. of time on your hands. Had a lot of
0: time. Uh, my wife and I both uh, got into uh, our fitness uh, a lot more than what we used to. Okay. And uh, listen, we did reconnect a lot. We got a lot closer as a couple. But as far as the physical aspect is concerned, when you have two teenagers, uh, it's like being in jail and you have two wardens constantly <laughs> on the lookout, taking a uh, different ship <laughs>
1: <laughs> that meant, yeah, I guess so, because you can't even like they're not in school, so you, it's not like you can have a lunch uh, rendezvous. They go no. to bed later than you. That's uh, right. They put us to bed. They exactly. So so you got closer, but that didn't translate necessarily into more sex, is what you're saying.
0: No, we got creative. Let's we'll leave it at that. Because uh, just in case they're listening here, <laughs> but we did get creative, uh, uh, my wife and I. Right. But uh, listen, the connection did happen a lot more on uh, on a one-to-one, if you will. Like on an, an emotional level. On mean? emotional level, we got closer as a couple because of COVID. Whereas, to, unfortunately, I heard that a lot of people, it's made them go, go at each other. Uh, yes. Butt heads we were actually the opposite. We got a lot closer. It gave us the opportunity, which with my uh, work doesn't give us necessarily that time. Right. And
1: I I think um, I'm with, like I'm with you on that. I think we both have more or less the same types of schedules where yeah. by the time we come home, our partners are asleep and then we only have like, you know, a few nights, uh, available where, where we're actually together. So for us, it did the same thing. It was like, it was like, Oh my God, I get to spend every day with you every <laughs> night. This is so cool. When before we only really saw each other on the weekends and we were kind of two ships passing in the night. So exactly for us that worked really well, but, for many couples, and I, I see the result right now as a therapist, where I'm seeing a lot of couples who are struggling, really struggling. And it's not just a sexual, sexual issue. The sex stuff is a symptom of, of the rest. You know, When you're feeling connected, you don't need the sex as much, but it also makes the sex easier. Wow.
0: Well, wow.
2: yeah. <laughs> Let, let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves here.
1: Okay, I'm speaking as a woman, all right? Fine. <laughs> Erwin, what it, about I, you?
2: <laughs> I tend to agree a little bit, though, with you, Laura. I mean, the quality of the sex is because you're a little bit more desirable uh, when you do get around to doing it. Has it been as quantitative as we would like? Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, there is a lot of stress living in a pandemic, um that you know makes you think keeps you worried uh you're worried about um you know our 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 kids I have one you know one daughter who still lives at home with us uh who's out and about and we're we've had to keep really separate from her because uh both my wife and I are
1: more at risk yeah. prong,
2: mm-hmm. more prone to 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 catch this thing so we're being very very careful about it um we have You know, this year started off where you know we're basically Danny and I spent a lot of time together because at the beginning of the year we were we were we were traveling for the first six weeks
1: until we came home.
2: So uh, we're sort of used to being around with each other. But then we come home and we go off in different ways. I might be in business travel; she's busy with other stuff. And lo and behold, well, it's been now eight months, and we're still here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're still married. But I know, I I have it from very good authority, your wife, that she's happy that you're going to the office.
2: (laughs) Listen, I'm happy. I'm I'm happy. I'm going. I'm going to the office too. I mean, not. I, I, I'm not having any business meetings. I think I had one business meeting so In far. In person. They, yeah. They were they were excited as I was, and they said, "You're your first meeting." I said, "I'm just happy I get to wear pants." Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I haven't <am> got anywhere.
1: <laughs> that's that's quite true. The guys are with me tonight: Kassad, Sakiris, and Erwin Lamberski, Two regulars. Two really good friends of mine. Uh, and in different generations, different, you know, points in, in their life,
0: but, but we yet, love, both
1: love you, Lori. You know, Absolutely. Yeah, you've got me in common, that's for sure. But, uh, yes, and we love, I love you guys too. <laughs> uh, this text, arrives, kids at home all the time, make it tough to find opportunities to have sex and, uh. Maybe you could talk about what creative means, Costa, because you might be able to help some of our, some of our listeners, you know, when, uh, I, I know a lot of people and, you know, girls talk about this and such, we, uh, with, when our kids were younger, we had to give each other ideas about, well, what the hell do you do? Like to get, you know, when the kids are around and on the weekends are there. So a lot of, a lot of people said the bathroom. <laughs> You know, the shower, <laughs> the pla- think,
0: Oh, no, I hate the shower. Oh, hate okay. How could something with, with water
1: make something so dry? Oh, and people don't realize that. That water, like sex in a pool, is actually very drying. You're supposed to use lube in the shower, Acosta. (laughs) (laughs) Just giving you a little tip there, okay? But for a lot of people, that's the one room in the house that had a lock, that, you know, the bathroom locks, and that the kids are like, okay, mom's taking a shower or they're uh, on the toilet. We won't bother them. So that uh, that was something. But I'd love to hear how other people... Got creative, like if you have young kids at home, where are you on that list of how the pandemic has affected your sexuality? Where are did you have more desire or less desire? Did you have to do more self pleasuring because well the opportunities weren't there, or you know what was going on with uh, with your partner?
2: I mean, if you have kids at home, I mean if they're a certain age, depend. I mean, younger kids that are Younger than teenagers, that's a little bit more difficult. Unless they're you put them no, in the easier, end of it, right? actually.
1: No, but, it's but not because then they're, when they're with, younger. Oh, young, young, but not yeah, when they're see, like teenagers. Oh no, teen,
2: no, but, but see, but like with with, with our, our our daughter, I mean, we've been social distancing. We never knew it was called that from before. You don't don't want to have anything to do with it. Yeah, parents. well,
1: that's different. <laughs> you know, you have a kid in your late in her early twenties, like young adults. That the house is the ho- their hotel. it's yeah. a little bit different. It's, you know. for sure Um, I have a text I'm a grandfather of five my daughter is very responsible and careful I've been visiting more often now than three months ago you have to take a calculating risk and it's impossible not to hug the little ones you love so much and I know Erwin you've been seeing your grandchildren too and that's been a challenge at first right?
2: we had a three month layover where I really didn't didn't see uh, my grandsons Mm-hmm. And it was it, it was very difficult, and I have to tell you, the first time we went to see them, um, after my even my my grandson who's almost three was standing on the driveway waiting for us. He Aww. was so he, he was so excited to see us.
1: Well, thankfully we had we've been using technology. Everybody, right? Using Zoom and using ways to connect with our family. So that's
2: been. I, I have learned to do coloring by Zoom now <laughs> with my, with my <laughs> grandson. This is. I, when I, said that's Dan, adorable. I said, where are my crayons? She said, well, look, that's something
1: you never saw before. <laughs> no, totally. Passion with Dr. Lori batito on CJAD 800. Are busty women more promiscuous? Well, the stereotype certainly is pervasive, but the scientific evidence is weak. Let's talk about big-breasted women (laughs) with the guys. Hmm. Costa Securas, restaurateur. His restaurant is Otavio's. He's in his mid-40s, married to two teenagers. We have Erwin Lambersky, who is a businessman in the aeronautics field. He is the proud father of of six. Not that Costa isn't the proud father of two. He is. (laughs) Uh, and, And also the grandfather of three uh, three little guys. So let's talk about big breasts for a minute. Would you agree that most men find large breasts to be sexually appealing? Uh, yes, false uh, for me. It, okay, it doesn't work for you, but most no. men, the men that you know, I would agree. Yes, you would yes. agree. Okay, so not for you, but men that you know. So. There's been studies right that you know busty women are approached more frequently in bars and nightclubs. they get rides more easily as hitchhikers. Uh, they receive higher tips as waitresses compared to women with smaller breasts. All of that is ha- is happening like that's fact that's been uh, you know determined by science let's say. but the the reason why we have uh, big protruding breasts is unknown. Like we don't know why from an evolutionary point of view that exists because there have been, you know, many studies that looked at, is it correlated with the amount of milk a woman produces? The answer is no, it's not correlated at all. Um, Like it, it just doesn't explain the why, but anyway, these people wanted, these researchers wanted to find out about all of these theories and they found no evidence at all to support that but one of the theories is that or the pervasive stereotype is that um, busty women are more interested in uh, casual sex than their less endowed counterparts now I don't know if this is ever it's not something I ever thought about but I'm wondering if it's something that you grew up thinking as guys, or what was your perception of women with big breasts?
0: I listen for for my from my experience prior, obviously, to meeting my wife. I found that the most promiscuous ones were actually the small-breasted ones. Okay. <laughs> the the big-breasted women I found have gone had always gotten the attention, so therefore were more elusive to it. Whereas with the small-breasted women were more Promiscuous, or more willing, if you will, mm-hmm. maybe because they didn't get the attention.
1: That's an interesting uh, theory. That would be interesting to test that theory out in, in the lab, actually. Hmm. What about? What do you think? Uh, Erwin? Are... I mean,
2: we were more attractive to um, bigger-breasted women. I remember, you know, remember us being younger. We see a bigger breast when You were, you were more attracted to her, which is probably why they got so much of the attention. Were they more promiscuous? No, I'd say it's fifty-fifty.
1: Okay, so the researchers found no evidence, of course, that busty women are more uh, promiscuous, but they wanted to look at the stereotype and even see if, like, if women held the same stereotype about other uh, other women. And they said that the most interesting finding was that men and women largely agreed in their assessments of the women with large, medium, or small breasts. Both men and women rated the women with either large or medium breasts as equally attractive and suitable as a wife, more so than the small-breasted women. The respondents rated the large-breasted version as most sexually attractive and also more open to casual sex than when the women's breasts were medium or or small. So both men and women held this belief when they did this uh, large you know large study. Um I actually had never really thought of that that I don't know that stereotype it wasn't one that was in my head and, and so I wanted to ask guys like do guys think that way, and do they go towards those women because they think they're going to be more promiscuous?
0: I, I was an anomaly, so I can't really answer that question because of the fact that I was always attracted to what other men weren't. I, in other words, tall, <laughs> women who were very tall. Um, I that's Taller I think, than you, right? Taller than me. Well, my wife is just an inch shorter than I am, and I'm standing at six feet. Right. So, And I told her, I, obviously kidding around, I told her if I would ever meet a woman that's taller than I, proportionate body and as hot as you you're out the door (laughs) i I have a big i have a big fetish for tall for tall women so so
1: tall with small breasts
2: basically tall
1: small breasted women uh okay well i guess maybe you are uh, an anomaly i have a few texts here um big breasts are a lot more fun that's for sure someone says okay but again that's a question of taste right for you they're not more fun uh, women with big breasts tend to show them off, uh, whereas when they have small breasts, they are insecure. Oh, so that's interesting perspective. See, that's another stereotype, right? Is that? But it goes with what you were saying, Costa, that the women with the smaller breasts, you found them to be the more promiscuous ones because they yeah. were looking for more of the attention that the big breasts were getting anyway. It-
2: isn't it always the women with the smaller breasts want bigger breasts, and the women with the bigger breasts want smaller oh, wow. breasts?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, wow, that's like women with curly hair want straight hair, women exactly. with straight hair want curly hair. We always want what we don't what we don't have. It seems, but there is something like listen that. Why is it that the industry, the industry of of breast implants, is a multi multi million dollar industry?
0: Well, there's, I think there's other factors to play in the the, the breast exactly. implants. After after childbirth, you know, some women's breasts come to empty out. Uh, they're, they're not as full.
2: They're, they're a little saggier. Okay.
1: Oh, please. Most women who get breast implants do so before they even have kids. Come on. Well, Let's be I mean, real. So,
2: I, I think some women get, get breast implants. Again, I don't, don't know any of them who have. Okay. But, I mean... I think people again, only because they need, because they don't feel as confident.
1: Right. So they and think that want, big breasts, this,
2: they think they look better and then they have more confidence. And that's well, I
1: don't what
0: know this, if I, I don't know if I agree with it. And I don't think I, that's a generalization. I don't think it's all of them.
1: I uh, know, but you should, but we can ask ourselves why, why the need to get, to get breast oh, implants. Like why not be happy with the small breasts that you oh, were born with, for example, or,
2: or if they have a partner who wants them to have bigger breasts, they go out to please that partner. That
1: I've seen. I've seen a few people like that. One of our friends in Common Costa did just that for, for her <laughs> husband. Mind you, she said it out loud on she air. Uh, yes. Yeah, so so uh, And she not only did she have one operation, she had two because they weren't big enough for him. Uh, so she went back for more. Uh, Yes, she did it for him, but I suppose, I don't know, I had an issue with that one. But nonetheless, it's okay if women feel better about themselves with bigger breasts. Okay, but it comes from somewhere is all I'm trying to say. Like it comes from our societal focus on big breasts. Anyhow, coming up, we'll talk about women who love their partner, but don't love having sex. Let's see if there are men like that out there too. to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Petito. Well, we've been talking about big boobs with uh, Costa Tzakiris and Erwin Lamberski, my guy friends who are on our boys club. I want to share a couple of texts here with you guys. Uh, Were you aware the human female is the only species that have protruding breasts even when not pregnant? um right and I wonder why like what's the point what what, why are they there we still don't know that's the reality I think Uh, my wife has big breasts and I find it very sexy curvy women are beautiful Uh, another text says I always wanted to know what a breast felt like with implants I got to touch a stripper once it feels like a boob on top of something uh Yes, some people have said that that it can feel like a like just completely unnatural, like you're just touching a like a melon or something. Uh, my experience has been women with big breasts love to tease using them more than small breasted women. Maybe because it works. Like you know what we were saying. Like in, in the psychologists have looked at this that they get better tips, they get better maybe better service, they get um, you know how. How many women out there who can, uh, w- would tell us that they have used the, the their cleavage to get something, <laughs> you know, is that the teasing part? Is that, oh, well, it's our gift. So we'll use the gift given to us. I don't know. Uh, but I've heard, I certainly heard that from, uh, from women. Uh, Busty women with big boobs, more promiscuous than women with smaller breasts. That's like asking, do blondes have more fun? I think studies have been done on on that too. Uh, (laughs) Both outright BS. Both may have more untrue reputations. That's exactly it. That's why we call it a stereotype because it's not true. It's a, it's a stereotype. It's a myth really. Uh, These studies rarely reflect the reality I'm 21 with 40 years experience and I've dated lots of women. There's no correlation between breast size or hair color to their sexual desires. I personally could care less about breast size. Human females are the only species that have protruding breasts when not pregnant. There you go. all right, moving on from uh, from breasts, as much as uh, I know you might want to stick with that subject, uh, <laughs> let's talk about this, okay? Because there was research that was explored how women navigate low desire in loving relationships. And the headline was, when women love their partner but don't love having sex, okay? So there's a, a new study that was published that interviewed women who self-identified as being in loving long-term relationships while also experiencing a decrease in sexual desire. The participants by definition of being able to participate in the study said that their sexual desire never made them doubt their relationship or their feelings for their partner. So they saw sexual desire and love for their partner as being completely unrelated. And I'm wondering for men in general, do you think that's how men feel? that if they, uh, that those are two separate things that love and sex are, are two separate things that you can love your partner and not feel like having sex and not, not have the, um, the desire. And do you think there's a good chance it would impact the relationship negatively or that it could be okay?
0: I think I think they are two separate things. One's emotional, one's physical. So mm-hmm. they are completely separate. Now, would a relationship be healthy if you don't have both? I don't think that. I don't think it will be if one of the partners desires the physical.
1: Yeah, if one of the partners is frustrated, you're right. It would be m- much more difficult, right? Unless,
2: of
0: course, there's an arrangement being taken, and you know what the uh, the partner who is desiring is is given the green light to go look Sorry. elsewhere.
2: What, 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 a hall pass.
1: Yeah, a hall pass. many well, hall a, passes. A permanent, possibly. a permanent hall pass. Yeah, but yeah. that's not the solution. I you know Ideally, the, that
0: was the solution, yeah. I'm, I'm, but I'm
1: saying that I, you
0: could love somebody and not... Well, no, I, not, I can't speak because I don't know. I'm not in that position.
1: Right. I'm I, just wondering because th- these women said that they had deeper and more intimate connections with their partner that went beyond the sexual activity so that the sexual activity wasn't a necessity like the what for them they no. did right it, for it, them but how do they navigate like how do their partners feel about that exactly. that's interesting
2: well i mean the partners have to also feel to so same thing. it's called having you know it's being mutual in your relationship um you know there, there, there are a lot of times especially lately and especially now we're talking in the beginning regarding uh, COVID, people are spending more and more time together and learning how to deal with it. And sometimes they don't feel like having uh, sex. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I it's sex, is down. But... It, the love uh,
1: doesn't there end. Are,
2: there, are, there are nights, I could say, like when guy you know, and I are, we're, we might not be in the mood, but I'm just sometimes happy and so is she. So just to hold hands and watch TV mm-hmm. or... Right. Oh,
0: it's I, it's agree, it's I agree, Erwin, I agree
2: completely. But after, like... For
0: after a while, I'm sure you're gonna have a desire. Now, if Danya didn't, if Dania didn't, would it be the the same? Would you would you be just satisfied holding hands?
2: It does it it, it. it 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 depends on how we we both. Sometimes we're we're can be in like opposite ends of how we feel how, how we how, right. how we feel. She be and. Usually it's the only one who thinks that the guy's always in the mood and the women in the mood. It's not still. true. It's yeah. Not, it, it's not true.
1: That's right. And I see many couples where it's actually quite the opposite, where it's the women who want and the men who don't. And in those situations Oftentimes the connection is made between love and sex, meaning if you don't desire me and you don't want to have sex with me, I don't no, feel don't. loved by you, right? And right. so, which, so there not, is,
2: which is not which is not a way we feel, obviously.
1: But and it's but this study is showing that that's not how these women feel, right? It, it, at least the women in the study. I don't know about the men who don't desire, but at least the women who don't desire. It isn't about how they feel about their partner. That's the whole point. Now, that doesn't mean they don't feel guilty. Uh, Like a lot of them blamed themselves for the lack of sex or they felt guilty because of the the lack of sex, but it didn't affect the way they felt about their partner. But in my practice, I don't hear that. I, I, I get people who are upset because they take it as a personal, like you must not love me anymore, or you must be gay, or you must be maybe or you're having sex with someone else when none of those things are true um so that's where it get it can get quite quite interesting
0: but it but you could understand where the person will come from
1: well you have well, to at least
0: you, I, you I'd had it's understandable how you, they would think that way.
1: Yes, but this is why communication is so important. I mean, because absolutely. you need to know that those two things are not related for the partner. That but then of course you need to make sure that you have all the other aspects and that you are close and intimate and and affectionate affectionate. yeah exactly so that your partner you don't need sex to feel desired or feel loved you you, but you do need all those other things because sex can also be without love and you know it could be mechanical or what have you doesn't mean you're going to feel loved necessarily no, but so. that's
0: why I'm saying love and sex are two, for me at least, for, uh, they're two
1: completely separate things. One's physical, one's emotional. Yes, but when they come together, it's a wonderful thing. Oh, it's,
2: it's, it's, <laughs> there's fireworks. <laughs> yeah, that's the, best, got, that's the best part. Exactly,
1: exactly. Exactly. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we done already. We are already done. Casa, um, your restaurant is open. Tell us, uh, like, we're what? We're
0: open. All guidelines are being uh, respected by the government. Social distancing, masks, uh, the disinfectants everywhere. Our staff are all wearing goggles and masks. Our kitchen staff. Uh,
1: Wow! Everything, so not everything. only not only do you have to do you have a gluten free celiac kitchen, you also oh, now right. have this.
0: and a, a new addition: full vegan menu.
1: A full vegan love. menu.
0: A full vegan menu. Did Pizza. you do that
1: for me? Uh, well, <laughs> one of
0: the reasons.
1: Did I inspire that in you? you,
0: sh- you I'm so happy. You should try the new vegan arancini. You will.
1: Okay, free. I'm in. I'm in. A you visit. May, uh, yeah, time. I'm in, Irwin. We'll see you in the backyard uh, someday soon.
2: I'll be in the I'll be in the backyard. I'll be the guy that's not the vegan. Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
1: I'll have your steak ready for you, I promise. I'm
2: there. I
1: miss (laughs) hugging you guys. Anyway, take care. Lots of love. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for tuning in. Really appreciate your time with us. Thanks to Nicole Proano as well, our technical producer. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website, drlori.com. Coming up next year on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a wonderful rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion.